Hola y bienvenidos al Medical Spanish Premium Podcast, an interactive podcast for learning practical Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere. The level of this lesson is advanced, and timestamps are provided in your show notes. The lessons offered at docmolly.com are solely for learning Spanish. They are not intended to teach medicine or provide medical advice. Welcome back to our member series covering Spanish for COPD. In this lesson, we discuss lung cancer screening with yearly CT scans, and the doctor reminds the patient that quitting smoking will lower her chances of developing lung cancer. As always, as we practice interpreting the clinical dialogue, we'll break down the grammar, and I'll refer to related lessons in the show notes. ¿Listos? Empecemos. Primero, escuchemos el diálogo. Finalmente, con su historial de tabaquismo, usted tiene mayor riesgo de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. Por eso, le recomiendo que hagamos una tomografía de su pecho cada año para detectar cáncer antes de que se propague. Sí, mi papá, en paz descanse, murió de cáncer de pulmón. Lo siento y no quiero que le pase lo mismo. Por esta razón, usted debería dejar de fumar. Dejar de fumar bajará su probabilidad de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. Entiendo, doctor. Y ahora vamos a repasarlo por partes. Finalmente, con su historial de tabaquismo, usted tiene mayor riesgo de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. So, how did he say history of smoking? El historial de tabaquismo. Can you think of another way to say this? History of smoking. Los antecedentes de tabaquismo. Interpreta, do you have a history of smoking? ¿Tiene un historial de tabaquismo? Or, ¿tiene antecedentes de tabaquismo? Greater risk. Mayor riesgo. To develop. Desarrollar. Lung cancer. El cáncer de pulmón. Another way to say lung cancer is el cáncer pulmonar. Ahora, interpreta. Finally, with your smoking history, you are at increased risk of developing lung cancer. Finalmente, con su historial de tabaquismo, usted tiene mayor riesgo de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. So how did he say you are at greater risk? Usted tiene mayor riesgo. Interprétalo otra vez. Finally, with your smoking history, you are at increased risk of developing lung cancer.
Finalmente, con su historial de tabaquismo, usted tiene mayor riesgo de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. The doctor recommends a yearly CT scan. Por eso, le recomiendo que hagamos una tomografía de su pecho cada año para detectar cáncer antes de que se propague. Primero, el vocabulario. First, let's tackle the complicated subject of how to say CT or CAT scan in Spanish. You will hear a variety of ways to refer to this type of imaging, and it is more common to use the scientific terms in Spanish than it is in English. First, how did Angel say a scan or tomogram? Una tomografía. And in English, the acronym CAT stands for Computerized Axial Tomography. How would you say in Spanish a computerized axial tomogram? Una tomografía axial computadorizada. Y usando las siglas, the acronym, you may hear a CAT scan referred to as un o una TAC. And we often omit the A for axial and simply say CT scan or a computerized tomogram. How would you say a computerized tomogram in Spanish? Una tomografía computadorizada. And how did Angel say a tomogram of your chest? Una tomografía de su pecho. You will also hear providers refer to a CT of the chest as a CT of the thorax. Do you know how to say thorax in Spanish? El thorax. How would you say a computerized tomogram of the thorax? Una tomografía computadorizada del thorax. So I'd like to make the point you'll often hear these technical terms used in Spanish. Whereas in English, we usually just say CT scan. In Spanish, it is not uncommon to say tomografía computadorizada. But in the end, I think it is most common to simply refer to a CT scan as una tomografía. You may also hear the generic term for scan, una scanner. And I know this sounds like we are referring to the machine that is doing the scan, the scanner, but in Spanish, el escáner is used to say both scan and scanner. So when talking to your patient, you can say, vamos a hacerle un escáner. And now moving on, to detect. Detectar. Note, we also use detectar to say to screen. 
as in to screen for cancer. Detectar el cancer. To spread, as in a disease spreads. Propagarse. And you could also use extenderse. Ahora, usando tomografía, interpreta. Therefore, I recommend we do a CT scan of your chest every year. Por eso, le recomiendo que hagamos una tomografía de su pecho cada año. And the verb recomendar is a verb of influence. Therefore, it is followed by the subjunctive when the subject of the next conjugated verb is different. So we interpret I recommend that we do as Le recomiendo que hagamos And here le refers to the patient to whom we are giving the recommendation. Interpreta otra vez Therefore, I recommend we do a CT scan of your chest every year. Por eso, le recomiendo que hagamos una tomografía de su pecho cada año to detect cancer before it spreads. Para detectar cáncer antes de que se propague. So we always follow the conjunction of time antes de que with the subjunctive. Interprétalo otra vez to detect cancer before it spreads. Para detectar cancer antes de que se propague. Or, para detectar cancer antes de que se extienda. Now, interpret the whole thing. Therefore, I recommend that we do a CT scan of your chest every year to detect cancer before it spreads. Por eso, le recomiendo que hagamos una tomografía de su pecho cada año para detectar cáncer antes de que se propague. Sí, mi papá, en paz descanse, murió de cáncer de pulmón. So how did she say, my dad, rest his soul, died of lung cancer? Mi papá, en paz descanse, murió de cáncer de pulmón. So we use the phrase, en paz descanse, to say, rest his soul. I remember when I recorded this with Ángel, I thought you had to use a K in front of, en paz descanse. But Ángel suggested I simply say, en paz descanse. So after mentioning the person's name, you can use either, en paz descanse, or que en paz descanse, to express the wish that they rest in peace after death. You may have also noticed that we used the non-pronominal or non-reflexive form of the verb morir. Mi papá en paz descanse murió de cáncer de pulmón. 
In the clinic or hospital setting, when speaking of dying, it is probably best to use the verb morir. The pronominal or reflexive verb morirse is used in figurative expressions like me muero por verte. Morirse is also used to speak of dying, but often in a less formal context. Interprétalo otra vez. My father, rest his soul, died of lung cancer. Mi papá, en paz descanse, murió de cáncer de pulmón. The doctor reminds her that quitting smoking will decrease her risk of cancer. Lo siento y no quiero que le pase lo mismo. Por esta razón usted debería dejar de fumar. Dejar de fumar bajará su probabilidad de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. Entiendo, doctor. So how did the doctor say, I'm sorry? Lo siento. The same thing. Lo mismo. Interpreta. I'm sorry, and I don't want the same thing to happen to you. Lo siento y no quiero que le pase lo mismo. Like recomendar, querer is a verb of influence. So it too is followed by the subjunctive when the subject of the next verb is different. And note the use of the indirect object pronoun le before pasar. Lo siento y no quiero que le pase lo mismo. Interprétalo otra vez. I'm sorry, and I don't want the same thing to happen to you. Lo siento y no quiero que le pase lo mismo. Dejar de fumar bajará su probabilidad de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. So how did he begin the sentence with the noun phrase quitting smoking? Dejar de fumar to lower. Bajar. Other common ways to say to lower are disminuir or reducir. Chance or likelihood. La probabilidad. You could also use la posibilidad. Interpreta. Quitting smoking will lower your chance of developing lung cancer. Dejar de fumar bajará su probabilidad de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. And note, when speaking of the chance or likelihood of something occurring, it is common in both English and Spanish to switch between a singular and plural noun. You can say either the chance or chances of something occurring. La posibilidad o las posibilidades de que algo ocurra. O la probabilidad o las probabilidades de que algo ocurra. Using las posibilidades y reducir, interpreta, quitting smoking, will lower your chances of developing lung cancer.
Dejar de fumar reducirá las posibilidades de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. For this reason. Por esta razón. We always use the preposition por when speaking of the motivation behind something. Interpreta, for this reason, you should stop smoking. Por esta razón usted debería dejar de fumar. So here, Ángel used the conditional of the verb deber to make a recommendation. Usted debería dejar de fumar. Interprétalo otra vez. For this reason, you should stop smoking. Por esta razón usted debería dejar de fumar. Y ahora, volvamos a escuchar el diálogo entero. Finalmente, con su historial de tabaquismo, usted tiene mayor riesgo de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. Por eso, le recomiendo que hagamos una tomografía de su pecho cada año para detectar cáncer antes de que se propague. Sí, mi papá, en paz descanse, murió de cáncer de pulmón. Lo siento y no quiero que le pase lo mismo. Por esta razón, usted debería dejar de fumar. Dejar de fumar bajará su probabilidad de desarrollar cáncer de pulmón. Entiendo, doctor. Y ya está. That concludes today's member lesson covering Spanish for COPD. Now that you've completed this lesson, reinforce what you've learned by taking the quiz at the bottom of this lesson at docmolly.com. Special thanks to pulmonologist Yaron Goldman, who advised me regarding the content of this series on COPD, and special thanks to Angel Daena, who helped with the Spanish and played the role of the doctor. Angel is a Spanish language teacher from Mexico who is also trained as an ICU nurse. If you would like to take lessons from Angel over Skype, you can click on the link in your show notes. Y nos vemos muy pronto con otra lección para miembros sobre el español para la EPOC. This is a production of DocMolly.com, where you will find interactive audio lessons that teach Spanish for healthcare and elsewhere.